Unless you're into like cosplay with Bluey and Blue. <laughs> Which could be, you know, I yeah. think for some people. Sindra, welcome back to After Dark. Always such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited about today. Yeah, and uh, looking very bronzed from your uh, extended stay in Thailand and Bali. And I have to say that, you know, for those of you who have been listening for a little while, you will know that my envy has been right up here. (laughs) Uh, But I'm so glad to see you back in Newcastle and... uh, Absolutely happy to uh, be chatting today. Now, we're talking about it's Halloween tomorrow. We're talking about something that is possibly scarier than Halloween, and that is the dead bedrooms in and around the Hunter. And it's a real problem. So let's dive in. I feel like we should have worn skeleton outfits for this conversation. Absolutely, we should have. But look, you know, budget cuts. So. <laughs> And really, if you dressed up in a skeleton outfit and went into the bedroom, that's probably more action than people are currently getting in their long-term relationships. Wow. Okay. So, let's start with the definition of what a dead bedroom is. This is actually a term one of my clients gave to me and I love it, so yeah. I'm running with it. Yeah. Um, she said that, you know, she had a dead bedroom situation, been in a long-term relationship for a while and just hit that wall where the only thing that you use the bedroom for is to sleep. Um, and then mm. probably sleep in your daggiest pyjamas as well with holes in them and the yeah. baggy undies that probably need to be thrown out. Yeah, I, I'm getting the vibe. And I guess that um, then you've also got on top of that maybe a TV in there, some chocolate, so you're sitting like a sloth. And in your, your phones, and some the phones. Yeah, I can see how this is an issue. Okay, so that's not very conducive to um, some, you know, gorgeous sexy time really, is it? No, and... It's not only that, it's just that people are leaving intimacy to that time, and I know we spoke about this before, to that bedtime, when all you want to do is switch off and get into bed. Yes. And they're leaving the intimacy to that time, so that's the only time they're ever thinking about intimacy, and then it's like too little, too late. Understand. Yeah, 100%. And I guess... Yeah, you know, the busier that life gets and the more we're juggling the jobs and the kids and the, uh, you know, just life in general, um, you know, you get to that bedtime and you just beat, like, yeah. And it's totally understandable and it's like the dead bedroom situation kind of peters into all areas of your relationship mm. where it's almost like the last thing that's given a priority. It's the last thing that people are thinking about in all aspects, not just intimacy. And then you kind of go on and you're like, okay, we've been together for like 20 years, but what have we done together? What are we doing together? Where are we going together? So you Mm. kind of hit this long-term relationship slump that ends up just being the same old, which is okay, but less and less and less effort is being made in the relationship. So less and less things and goals and values and shared experiences are happening so it yeah. kind of becomes this slump of just every day getting up going to work goodbye peck hello peck getting into bed rolling onto opposite sides and that being the extent of the relationship sure yeah and look you know 
I know that I've said this before um, in some of our conversations, but we have this expectation that, you know, we work so hard at our careers and we retrain and we retool and we, you know, are conscious of pouring into our friendships and often we just expect that our intimate relationship is just going to run and tick along so smoothly on autopilot and then it doesn't. We hit the wall. We realise we haven't had sex in 12 months and then it's an issue because it's our intimate relationship. It's our closest Mm. relationship. Okay, but how about we get intentional about how we feed that? Yeah, and like anything else, it's little shifts. Yeah. It's not like, okay, so I don't tell my clients like, okay, so every night this week, you're going to go home and have sex. Like, I'm not going to give them that because that's not achievable. No. But what it might be is, hey, every night this week, instead of turning the TV on after dinner, spend five or ten minutes having some non-sexual intimacy, you know, touching each other, talking to each other, seeing each other, maybe for the first time that day. It doesn't have to be a big thing to reawaken the bedroom. Yeah. However, there just has to be that intention in place. That there's those little moments. My one of my clients called them micro moments. Yes. Little micro moments with your partner where you're like actually connecting, and it's you know intentional and it's present and it's slow, and it doesn't have to lead to sex, but it can and yeah. it might, and it'll probably lead to more sex than these people are currently having. Do you really think that our bedrooms have not become the sacred space that they used to be? And I'm really, I'm like anyone that knows me, I mean, you know, some of you may have been in my bedroom before, <laughs> lucky you, but if you haven't, you know, I, I love like candles and soft lights and, you know, and, and making it like a really intentional mm. space for intimacy, um, you know, rather than, you know, getting onto the bed with the hot chips and the, you know, as you say, like the the holy T-shirt and the, you know, um, because, yeah, that like you've got to create that sanctuary as well. Yeah, it's one of the first things I do with my clients because it's one of those tangible, easy, easy, quote-unquote, thing that you can start to do is dogs out of the bedroom, cats. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) They can sit in the corner, like, on their own little mat. Yes. But, you know, dogs out of the bed, cats out of the bed. Yeah. Children, you know, preferably out of the bed for at least some portion of the, you know, experience. Yeah. TV out of the bedroom or off. Yeah. You know, phones out of the bedroom. And just starting to get back to the sacred space of the bedroom. Like, no working in bed. You know, no laptops in bed. Like, it's not hard but in these long-term relationships, we get into these habits. Yeah. Get into bad habits where the hot chips do come into the bed. Yeah. You know, then it's the dog. Then it's your laptop because you're still working. Then it's yeah. the TV and then you're both on your phone scrolling and all these bad habits creep in and the problem is that these are all blocks to intimacy. Yeah. But they're really easy to remove. I did have a client once who really struggled to get the dogs out of the bedroom, but eventually we got there. Because there was two dogs in the bed sleeping between them. Oh, dear. Oh, no. No, no, no. I mean, look, I do have a 17-year-old Moodle that um, has, like, a dog bed in my room, I will admit. Uh, But 
yeah, no, well, first of all, too old to get on the bed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, no, that would be that would be a turn-off. And then you're wondering why you don't have intimacy. Well, you can't actually reach your partner. No. Because the dogs are there, so. No, that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then imagine the being like, sorry, sweetie, like, yeah. you're going to have to move over because we want to have sex. No, no, that is a block. I can see that yeah. being a real block. So yeah. there is like so many little things you can do. And then, of course, once you remove all these blocks and you can add the candles and the splash blanket yeah. and the nice lighting and the privacy curtains and the lock on your door if you have kids. Oh, amen. You're yes. absolutely allowed to put a lock on your door if you have kids, obviously over a certain age. Yeah. It's your private space. Yes. It's okay to own that. You're an adult. You're allowed to have your own room. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm big on that and, mm. you know, because I sort of – there was a couple of times that, you know, my daughter for whatever reason, you know, like, you know, I found her scrolling on my bed, you know, and she's a teenager and I had to have the conversation with her. No, this is my space. You do, Like, you have your room, I have mine, and it's that one part of the household that is not communal, <laughs> yes. you know, and, you know, and that sort of helps – with the mindset as well, because if your last memory is of, you know, your kid watching Bluey on your bed, like, it's not a sexy <laughs> thought, is it? It's not, unless you're into, like, cosplay with Bluey, around Bluey. But. <laughs> <laughs> Which could be, you know, I yeah. think, for some people, but most people... Do you want to be Bandit? <laughs> I'll be Bluey, you be Bandit. I don't know the characters, but... It's a whole thing. A if whole, you know, you thing. know. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so unless you like that kind of thing, then create new memories in the bedroom. Like yeah. get a nice sound system instead of the TV. Yeah. You don't have to go spend heaps of money. Like just go to Kmart and get a couple of nice things, you know, clothes, dirty clothes, not on the bed, not on the floor. Like have a section for those. It's just these little things yeah. that make it – I'm really about with my clients creating more opportunities for intimacy. Yeah. You know, so create more opportunities for intimacy by creating the bedroom as the bedroom. Yeah. You know, we have sex in there, we have yummy conversations, we have cuddles, we have sleep, and that's kind of like your wind down. Yeah. That, that's all that's happening in there. There's no work, there's no food, yeah. there's no animals, it's not a farm, and, <laughs> you know, like reclaiming the bedroom really in yeah. all aspects for couples. And I guess there's sort of like a mental health benefit to that as well in that you walk into that space and there's no work and there's no kids and there's, you know, no pets and there's nothing that you have to do except just this delicious togetherness. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And most couples don't have that. They don't have that space and that's why they're struggling to even do anything in that space because there's stuff everywhere. There's distraction, there's bad habits and there's no space for connection and there's like a lot of avoidance in that as well. I had a couple say to me one time they didn't have time for any intimacy and I was like, cool, like what's your bedtime routine? And they're like, okay, so it's like three hours of TV. Oh. And I was like, wow, okay, so we're going to just – Reduce that down yes. <laughs> a little bit and yeah. that's okay. Like we get into bad habits, but it's being able to look at that and go, okay, that's a really big opportunity for us to connect. We say we don't have enough time. We say we don't have time for dates. We don't have time for intimacy dates. But look at how much time you're spending on your phone. For one, scary, 
scary stuff when you check it's your screen time. It's scary. I hate Sunday nights because that's when you get your screen time report and, yeah, inevitably there will be some regret there. Yeah. 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 But it's like just even like five or ten minutes, five or ten minutes less TV, five or ten minutes less on your phone. Yeah. Going into the bedroom five or ten minutes less uh, earlier than normal. Yeah. And I know like a lot of partners go to bed at different times. So it's like sync up your evening routine. Yeah. If they want to stay up, they can wind down with you, spend that quality time, and then they can keep going doing whatever they want. However, I hear people are do, still doing housework at 10, 11, oh, like p.m. Yeah. at night. And like you've got to let that stuff go and prioritise what's really important, which is your relationship. Yeah. And intimacy, if that's been lost as well. It's like priorities, you know. Yeah, and I guess like just talking about that, you know, time frame, I guess there is like challenges around shift work for sure um, and syncing up those, those sleep schedules. But if you have a partner that, say, say, gets up at five o'clock in the morning because they're sort of in the trade industry or whatever, there's nothing to sort of stop you going, okay, well, I'm going to get up with them and I'll smash out the housework then after they go to work before the kids get up and then you both go to bed at the same time, which is earlier than you used to, but the schedules are kind of synced up. So it's a little bit of give and take there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like sitting down and finding what works for you and your partner. Like if my partner did shift work, then maybe we have a day on the weekend where it's just all about us and Mm. we haven't seen each other much during the week, but on that weekend day, it's like sacred, you know, quality time. It's not meal prepping. It's not grocery shopping. It's not house cleaning. It's actually doing stuff together to nurture your relationship. And it's finding what works in that. And even I have worked with a couple of shifts, uh, worker couples, and I'm like, that's cool. Like, I know that must be hard. However, there's five minutes that you can spend when they come home late at night or first thing early in the morning and just connect, like even just cuddle, you know, hold hands, like leave look a, at each other, look yeah. at each other, you know, yeah. leave a nice note, like yeah. bring them a coffee, you know, with a nice little note scribbled on the cup, yep. uh, write them a text message on their shift. You don't have to be physically there in person to create this like awake bedroom situation. You know, you don't have to have rose petals spread from, you know, door to wall uh, to to bring it back alive. However, it's, I guess, generally just making more of an effort. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely valid, Sindra. And we hope that... You all got a little bit out of that. I mean, I certainly did. I think there's all these little adjustments and I think that's important because when we realise that there's a problem and it can be anything, it can be, you know, like we see it every new year. We see that um, the Nicorette is sold out in every shop because everyone (laughs) goes, I'm going to quit smoking cold turkey or, you know, everyone, the gyms are full because everyone's like, I'm going to work out six days a week. The brain can't actually handle that that change so it's going to slip that's why the gyms are empty by February (laughs) you know so these tiny little adjustments over time are actually what's going to make the difference finding that five minutes you know taking Rover out of the bedroom um, lighting a candle there's small little tweaks that we can make to get that juicy connection happening again yeah exactly and I'm all about the small actionables so Hopefully everyone got something out of this and they can like write some little notes 
to share with their partner and actually take this from, you know, here into your own house. Because that's what I would love everyone to do is just like start to implement like little things, like surprise your partner with a coffee in the morning, you know, like surprise them with uh, picking up your clothes off the floor, for example. Yeah. Like (laughs) just these little things that really do add up. Yes, of course, we all love to be surprised with new honeybird at lingerie range uh however that was a hint yeah 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 just just in case you didn't get that um however it's just those little things that really count and they're the they're the things that add up make a massive difference for couples and are easy to do you don't need a lot of money you don't need a lot of time it's just the effort and the intention love that Sindra, thanks so much for joining us once again on after dark thank you 